Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. What an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Well, we've had a great week here in Santa Clara this week. We've had some wonderful weather, some weird weather, and uh, but we've weathered the weather, and God is good to us. We've had sunshine and rain. We've had hail, and we've had wind, and I tell you, God's, God's in control of that and uh, keeps the meteorologists in business and busy, but God is good. Now today, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, flowers are coming out. It's spring in the air, and God is so good to us. You know, every time the sun rises in the morning, it's a reminder that Jesus got up out of the grave. Every time in the spring when those flowers sprout forth again, it's a reminder Jesus isn't in the grave. Every time those green buds come back on those brown tree branches, it's a reminder that Jesus' body isn't in the grave. He came out. He came up. And one of these days, we're going to come out and come up too. And thank God for resurrection. Thank God for rapture. And I believe Jesus is coming any day now, don't you? He could come today. If he doesn't come today, he might come tomorrow. But I know this for a fact. He is coming because he said so in his word. Everything's been fulfilled. Everything's been completed. Everything has taken place that needs to take place to uh, precede the coming of Jesus in the clouds for the church. And the only thing left before the rapture is <laughs> the rapture. That's all we need. We need to hear the trump, see the clouds roll back, see Jesus himself come in the clouds for us, and we'll get out of here. A flight without an airplane, transportation, on silver wings. I hope you're having a great day today, and I want to say thank you to all of our listeners that faithfully tune in and are a part of the Striving for Revival broadcast. I uh, get to hear from people from across the country, and uh, I really enjoy that, and I like it that you take the time to listen, and it means a lot to me. I don't take it lightly. And we've been studying in the book of Hebrews as of late. We've been several broadcasts now, probably 10, 11, 12 broadcast into Hebrews 11. And of course, the topic of Hebrews 11 is the subject of faith. In Hebrews chapter number 10, the writer began his transition. He began to talk about faith. In the preceding verses and chapters, the Bible deals with the high priesthood of Jesus and compares it to that of Melchizedek, and then the offering of Christ and his body and his blood uh, on the cross of Calvary and how he made an eternal atonement for us uh, on the mercy seat in heaven. But at the end of chapter 10, he says, now the just shall live by faith. And we begin that transition to the topic or truth of faith. We find out that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith doesn't have to see it to believe it. Faith doesn't have to touch it to believe it. Faith doesn't have to uh, even experience it to know that it's there. Faith is faith. Faith is dependence. Faith is trust. Faith is reliance. Faith in God is what brings victory. So faith is the focus of the chapter. We find that faith is that uh, through which we believe the world was created by the hand of God. It, in my opinion, takes more faith to believe evolution than it does the Bible. It sure does seem to take a lot of faith for me to think that I'd ever come from a monkey or you came from a monkey or a particle of dust floating through the emptiness of everywhere in eternity, and all of a sudden a lightning bolt flashed and struck you and you became a man 
I don't believe that for a second. I believe the Bible is right, that God formed man from the dust of the ground, that God said, let there be light, and there was, that God spoke, and everything that wasn't became uh, in exi- came into existence. I just believe that's what happened. That's how it took place. And then we see faith, Abel's faith. We find Enoch's faith. We find Noah's faith, and Abraham's faith, and Sarah's faith, and Joseph's faith, and Jacob's faith, and Isaac's faith. And we've talked a little bit about Moses' faith. But I want to talk a little bit more about Moses today. And we'll pick up our reading verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, we know the story of Moses. Moses was raised in Pharaoh's palace. Moses is a Hebrew child. He was put in a basket by his parents. His mother entrusted him to the watch care of God. Pharaoh's daughter finds Moses there as she's bathing in the river, and we know the story. Moses has all the frills, if you will, of Egypt at his disposal. He's got all the fancies of Egypt at his disposal. He's got all the fashions of Egypt at his disposal. He's got all the finances of Egypt at his disposal, but his faith helped him focus. Now, today I want to speak on or teach on or talk about the vision of faith, what faith sees. Moses forsook Egypt. He forsook Egypt because he didn't look at Egypt. He forsook Egypt because he didn't see Egypt. He didn't see the pyramids. He didn't see the great uh, treasure troves. He didn't see all the power of Egypt nor the prestige of Egypt. But faith helped him see that which is invisible. Help, faith helped him see that which was not uh, able to be seen by the uh, carnal eye. He looked past that which could be seen with the carnal eye. And by faith, by faith, by faith, he saw the Lord. He saw him who is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith. And it goes on. By faith, by faith. Faith gave Moses a vision. It gave him vision to forsake Egypt. It gave him vision to say no thank you to the world. It gave him a vision to not uh, bow to uh, uh, the peer pressure of his culture. It gave, him, it gave him vision not to sell out for the money, if you will, of Egypt land. He saw him who is physically invisible. His focus was on the Lord. Now, here's what faith does. Faith draws us up higher. Faith draws us up higher. I think about the illustration, John Wesley uh, and a man were walking down a country road and there was a stone wall and there were cattle behind the stone wall in a pasture. John Wesley was talking to the man about faith and the man said, I just don't see how you can have faith with all the things that we're facing in these days. And he said, 
He said, I can't see through the things that we're facing. No more than that cow can see through that stone wall. He said, but look at that cow. Tell me what it's doing. He said, it's looking above the wall. He said, that's exactly right. He said, that's what my faith enables me to do. I don't look at the circumstance. I look above the circumstance. And then you see God upon his throne. Lee Robertson pastored in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Highland Park Baptist Church, and a great preacher, great soul winner, compassionate man. He said as he learned to plow as a plow boy outside of Louisville, Kentucky on a farm, he would plow and he kept plowing crooked rows. And his father said, the reason you're plowing crooked rows is you're looking at your feet and not looking ahead. He said, you're looking down and not looking up. And he said, it makes you plow crooked rows. So they took a pole and tied it, a red handkerchief to that pole and placed it at the far end of the field. He said, now here's what I want you to do. As you plow, don't look at your toes. Look at the pole. Look at that red flag. Look at that prize set before you, that bullseye, if you will, out in front of you, and you plow toward that. And Lee Robertson said, you know, I found I could plow a straight row as long as I kept my eyes fixed on that which was before me. Can I say that's what faith does? Faith fixes our eyes on the Lord. Faith looks up. Faith looks ahead. Faith sees the Lord upon his throne. If you don't have faith in God, you're going to be of all men most miserable. You're going to look at difficulties and say it can't be done. You're going to look at battles and say they cannot be won. You're going to look at storms and say they cannot be weathered. You're going to look at opposition and say it cannot be overcome. You're going to look at uh, financial deficit and say it'll never be met. You're going to look at sickness and say it'll never be uh, healed or never be cured. You're going to look at people and say they can never be reached. You're going to look at sinners and say they can never be saved. You're going to look at a church and say it can never be built. You're going to look at revival and say it can never happen. You're going to look at prayer and say God will never answer. You're going to look at joy and say I'll never have joy like that if you have no faith. But I tell you what faith does. Faith doesn't look at the odds. Faith looks at God. Faith doesn't look at the battle. It looks at God. Faith doesn't look at the sinner that needs saved. It looks at God and his ability to save. Faith doesn't look at my inadequacy in prayer. It looks at the fact that God will hear and answer my prayer. Faith doesn't look at how much money I have in hand. It remembers God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And with God, faith in God, all things are possible. It is impossible to please God without faith, but all things are possible with faith, whether it be faith like a mustard seed or faith like a grain of sand or faith the size of a beach ball or faith the size of a mountain. Faith in God is the victory and can get the job done. Moses said, no, thank you to Egypt. Moses said, no, thank you to the wealth. Moses said, no, thank you to the power. Moses said, no, thank you to the world. Why? Because faith gave him focus. And he kept his eyes upon the Lord. Well, until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.